Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hello. No, no, they're there. Hello. No, they're <laughs> they don't answer back. Hello? Right? Yeah, don't, they, they, they don't have microphones. What? They, uh, 378 mm, episodes? I've been I waiting know. for someone to just say <laughs> hello back and I get nothing? It's like talking into a void. It's weird. It totally is weird. I feel so, like I'm, I'm lost. You know, when you peer into the podcast abyss, oh, the boy. podcast abyss peers back into you. And it says some horrifying <laughs> things. <laughs> so episode 378, we're really, you know, with spoiler apps and everything else, we're probably over 400 by now. Well, this 378 is a sixth of the way to 2,268. <laughs> so nice. uh, <laughs> buckle up for the 2268 episode That's right around be, the corner. That's going to be exciting. Yeah, we're both yeah. going to be 90. Right. <laughs> And still doing this. God damn it. But mainly out of spite. <laughs> barely, <laughs> Not of any love for Barely going to hate it. Barely <laughs> yeah. getting by. Oh. We're going to hate podcast. Oh, boy. We need, <laughs> we need a new sponsor. Oh, we got a new... Uh, Casper mattress. Oh, this one delivers socks. I almost suffocated on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's noose.com where we this is how you can hang yourself once you hit your 21st hundred 2100th episode um, so a lot of stuff going on we're we're leaving for comic-con oh this week. shit we go to comic-con tomorrow mm-hmm. uh i'll be doing the doug loves movie podcast the american comedy club uh thursday we will be doing the rick myers superhero Kung Fu movie superhero Hero. extravaganza our fifth year in a row doing it maybe? yeah us and Neil. Us and Neil will be mm-hmm. fantastic. I don't know. Is, is Eric Jacobus going to be down there? Of course he'll be down there. Eric and will be there. Some, uh, some, I'm sure some amazing... There'll be some... There'll be some great martial artists, yeah. great martial arts coordinators. Uh, there'll be... Uh, it, it's, it's like the big anniversary show, too, so it's going to be a lot of really cool things. Yeah. It's going to be a best of reel. It's going to be a lot. And it's one of the longest panels at Comic-Con. Because it's his 20th year, correct? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's going to be probably something like three hours long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so buckle up. So I'm, I'm and re- buckle I'm, in. Buckle in. I'm going to rest now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll be driving out to San Diego tomorrow. That'll be cool. Um, also, later today, we'll record the monthly, weekly, Neil weekly film news review that comes out every live. month live that's taped on tape <laughs> that comes out later, but it is live. Yes. Um, and that will be exclusively for our Patreon supporters. Oh, shit. At uh, the $10 level. Yeah. So we've been putting all the bonus, you know, we put the, um, the, now Graham, I have a question about Patreon. Let's say, um, I've just discovered this show mm-hmm. and I want to do it. The $10 Patreon. Do I get all the back episodes that I missed too? Yeah. That's fantastic. So it's like, I'm if I'm coming in late, I still get all that great back content. Yeah. You get to scroll through, you get to listen to the bonus audio clips. You get, um, so we've been recording this now for the last couple months. You can watch this on, uh, YouTube.com slash Comedy Film Nerds. And then we release the full hour video only on Patreon. So if you like, some people like watching the whole show. Right. Seeing us in this weird room. Yes. Um, Without a backdrop. (laughs) Without a backdrop (laughs) that just has these four all things comedy squares in front of us. Um, And uh, yeah, you get all that business. So it's more than worth it. It is more than worth it, Chris. So, so check it out. And we've got, you know, any tier to uh, fit your budget, the $1 tier, the $2 tier, the $5 tier. The $5 tier is where you start getting your name in the credits, which is a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then the $10 is when you get the uh, the bonus episode. So uh, it's Yeah, you get the ad read tier. We're going to do that a little later yep. on. You get your business mm-hmm. mentioned or your podcast or whatever you want to promote. Yep, you get that every episode. Oh, shit. 
So uh, come on board to the Patreon train. <laughs> jump, on, jump to the Patreon train. <laughs> so because we're about uh, we're about halfway where we need to be, a little over. So we're, we want to thank you guys who have already jumped on board, and we yeah. want to encourage the rest of you to do the same. Yeah, everyone that's been supporting, it's really cool. And um, we do have a uh, a release date. We can't announce it just yet, but we know when earbuds will be going yes. wide. It's September ish. Um, we can't say the date yet, but uh, mm-hmm. it's it's it, we'll be able to announce it very soon. <laughs> It'll be available on all mm-hmm. our platforms, um, and and on all the platforms that we that aren't ours that aren't ours. Yeah, sorry, not <laughs> I said that wrong. All of the other ones because it is not available. <laughs> we, our deal with our distributor is we can't sell it forty five days on either end of the right. So we know it's September. So the the. The window's closing. The window's closing to be able to buy earbuds as a download. Or a DVD. Or a DVD, standard def, high def, the bonus features uh, at ComedyFilmNerds.com because it'll be unavailable for the next 90 days. Right. But so, then you can't get it. If you if you are the people like, I really, guys, I, I just prefer to get it on iTunes or yep. something else, It'll be that's where it'll be available on yes. all the bigger platforms. All the other places that aren't Comedy Film Nerds, you'll be able to get it. That aren't two idiots in a garage? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those exist. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Those> real companies. <laughs> Yep, Amazon, iTunes, all those places. Yeah, ones that the CIA own. Right. Um, no, uh, NSA. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if the CIA bought out this podcast. That would be really cool. We'd make a very competitive offer. Oh, we would. <laughs> make a very competitive offer. <laughs> I do. We turn this into a black ops uh, show. Sure. Whatever propaganda. Like we'll get our scripts every week. Things are highlighted. <laughs> then we have to. We have to speak in code. This being called, the chair is against the wall. Yeah. The chair is against the wall. That's from the original Red Dawn. Um, let's introduce our guest, let's ladies do and gentlemen. It. First time on the guest. Uh, I've known this guy for a couple years. He's a stand-up comic who uh, books a lot of cool shows that we're going to talk about. Some of them are in movie theaters, Mm -hmm. so he gets to watch a lot of movies. We also interviewed him for Earbuds. Didn't make the final cut. So uh, <laughs> that's where I usually end up, Graham. <laughs> me, me too, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> you and Aaron, our producer, both got cut. So we wanted a oh, you got cut too. We wanted to have a cutting room floor show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is this. I've is, auditioned for commercials in this building and got cut. Yeah, he was having some PTSD as I was. Yeah, he called me because I was he couldn't because the entrance to this is kind of Tell hard. Tell me to it's find. not that one. And he's like. I'm like, yeah, it's connected to this whole sound stage. And he's like, oh, man, it's, I think I auditioned. And I was like, yeah. Bad mm-hmm. energy. A lot of bad. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm sorry, I have a question. So what if people have the, the Patreon read every month and you get like 50 of them? Like three-fourths of your podcast will be you just reading businesses? <laughs> yeah. It'd be a good problem to have. Yeah, that's a great that's a problem. problem. For 50 actually, bucks a month, I'd take that. I'd yeah. take those numbers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we actually have it. It's a limited tier. You can only, I think we only we limited it to 10, I believe. Oh, okay. You've well, that's dumb. Them. Yeah. We need, we need to raise the roof on that we're gonna, bitch. We're going to raise that cap. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd get that on 50 in a heartbeat. That's $2,500 a month yeah. in ad reads. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Jason Love, that's, yeah. that's the voice you're hearing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so you, we interviewed you because you were at currently, at the time, three years ago of the interview, you were doing a show at, at the Sideshow Network, which is now shut down. Yeah. But what was the show that you were doing? I was doing, it's called Labor of Love, which is just uh, road stories and all the creepy things you do coming up <laughs> as a comic. I think I finally just ran out of stories. And right. I hope I don't make too many more like that. My wife used to sleep with me and in, in the I sleep in the car with me I don't know, every every month or so, once a month or so. 
Like really? just, just all the gigs that you've, I'm oh, sure you've done. Oh, those too. shitty gigs. All Your wife gigs. is a trooper. She's wow. a keeper, man. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I don't know that I could convince anyone to do that. <laughs> yeah, we woke up one morning after doing the comedy store in La Jolla, and we get up out of the car, and there's a guy pretending to shoot people on the beach. And I thought he was being funny. And then we're like, oh, he's just disturbed. <laughs> and we were sleeping five feet from this guy, like, a minute ago. Well, maybe you thought you guys were already dead, so we didn't involve <laughs> you in the pantomime. <laughs> he'd already, Mass murder he'd already pantomime. taken care of our car. Yeah. 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 Wow. That sounds fun. Yeah. But all the stories, comedy and moving buses and just you know, all the demeaning things you do to... To finally get to the garage and speak to you guys. It's <laughs> uh, so exciting uh, to aspire to. But you, I was saying, so I've done several, we just did a show in Indio at a polo club. Mm-hmm. And I, on my drive out there, I was a like, polo club? a polo club. Literally, I'm like, <laughs> where the fuck does Jason find these gigs? Mm-hmm. Like, what? they're amazing. They're always great shows. Once like, you slept in your car enough, Graham, you find them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's great motivation. Inspired. I woke up to a homeless guy wanting to put a round between my head, so I'm going to yeah. find some more gigs. I don't care if I have to go to Indio. I don't care. <laughs> well, you've done... I've done a couple of your shows in little movie theaters, like, uh, and that's been really cool. Yeah. That's a cool environment because you don't realize it as a comic, but when you show up at a venue and there's no one really drinking. Yeah. Some comics might be like, uh-oh, this crowd's going to be stiff. And they should. And they, yeah, <laughs> and they should. They should be worried about that. But I think because you've done a good job of establishing these shows to where the, the, it's a community of people that would have to drive a, a while yeah. to get to like... And a, won't. And won't. Yeah. And they're just not going yeah. to drive into yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. And so they're actually really fired up for the show. Mm-hmm. And you only book headliners. Mm-hmm. So there's no like dead weight on the bill. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're fantastic shows. Yeah. Yeah. And it just started out as me needing places to work out when I am in town. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be knocking on the door at the improv with 6,000 really good comics. It's just a long line. So that was the whole point. And then you make a little money, you know? Yeah. I could use some help from Patreon myself, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you an affiliate code. You guys like, are doing that right, by the way. Like, that's what Patreon was meant for, like you guys. Like, when you're offering stuff, you're not just making stuff stuff up like it's, <laughs> yes. you know like you're not just pulling stuff out of your ass well uh, well, we've been doing that. This but, we, but we are creating it. Yeah, <laughs> we are creating stuff out of our ass yeah. every no, week. I like what you're doing with Patreon. Like that's, I think that's what the spirit of Patreon is. Cool. It's a cool. It's a fantastic platform. I, I really, I, I've seen. I believe in it. Mm. I believe in it. It's so we had some comics and podcasters tell us several years ago you should do this, and I was like, yeah, okay. I. I, I it's one of those things like you hear about it and you're not sure. We were late to get on the trolley. We were late for sure. And I think we had already, we had done so much with Kickstarter and we've been successful with Kickstarter, mm-hmm, right. but it's so much work. We've done three Kickstarters. Yeah. You have to keep doing it mm-hmm. over and over. That's the, right. That's yeah. The point. But Patreon, I think their platform is actually an easier, it's, it's not as one time stressful, you know, like Kickstarter or Indiegogo, you have to hit this level at or this you get nothing. Or you get nothing or you only get half of it or whatever. So it's like this is more just like, oh hey, support and whatever people get. Gra- it's yeah. a gradual growth. It'd be nice yeah. if they had like a one time offering as an option for people who don't want to even for two dollars, they just don't want people in their right. bank account at all. Because I know some of those people. Yeah, well we have a 
We have a donation button, a PayPal donation button at ComedyFilmNerds.com. We do. We have a donation tier uh, in the store. So if you want to do that, if you want to get tied down with Patreon shackles, you'd be... You or you're do running it, yeah. from the, the man and you've got some <laughs> yeah. sort of... Somebody actually did that. They um, they gave us a custom donation of $12.01. I don't know what kind what of weird of code that is. I have is. no idea, but that was it was twelve dollars and one cent. Something. So thank you. But you know, I bet you that is they had a gift card, and that's how much was left on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they went, eh, I'm gonna just wipe this yeah. out. There's nothing else I'm gonna buy. Can't go to it Masters works. on twelve dollars and one cent. On. What? There's no shirts for twelve dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go to a restaurant for this. So, um, so yeah, all right. So you got the the. the what we we'll talk about it at the end of the show as well. But but where could people see these shows so i'm not always there i'm if you're i know so many people will be coming out to see me <laughs> but um they, i have four shows in movie theaters and they're all local to me so the studio movie grill in simi valley and then the westlake village twin and the paseo camarillo cinemas mm-hmm. which you just did and um uh, they're once a month and you can find them at jasonlove.com and you know right. he books some comics like Kira Saltanovich has done it yeah, and Kira's a bunch right. of comics that have been on this show it's it's I get comics j- that the budget doesn't deserve but they're also in the middle of the week so I think that's how it works it's great it's like it's. I'm always like I'm in town somebody's in town yeah, yeah. and you know it's hard to get a half hour set in LA mm-hmm. like you're usually doing 10 to 15 mm-hmm. minutes so to be able to do a full half hour in front of a non biased L- biased mm-hmm. LA show business yeah. crowd you're getting it's like a road gig without having to get on a plane yep. that's how I always view yeah, it and then exactly it's like right. a, and some Less of those judgment gigs, some of the theaters I've gone yeah. there and I've <laughs> I've watched some movies and it's yeah. like it's, you made an evening I out of it I yeah. light of the whole thing mm-hmm. so speaking of movies let's get into it let's talk about uh, War for the Planet of the Apes now what did you think um, so I liked it I okay. definitely liked it. I think I. I'm I, hearing great things about it. I, it. It's cool. I think I preferred Dawn a little more than this one. Really. Um, but that's not a slam on this movie. I just mm-hmm. think if you're gonna if you're gonna stand up and watch this this trilogy, uh, Rise, Dawn, and War, mm-hmm. um, and you had to pick a, a favorite, I would have picked the middle one. Just okay. me personally. Mm-hmm. But but overall, you would have picked Empire Strikes Back. Exactly, exactly. Right, exactly. I pick Empire Strikes Back. So overall, though, it's it's really cool. And it's a solid movie. It's a solid movie. And if Andy Serkis doesn't get a nomination, I, then I don't know. Because there are some one-on-one acting scenes. And, and as we've researched, so in the first one, he only spoke a couple words of English. Right. In the second one, he his was kind of... This is the character Caesar. Yeah, Caesar mm-hmm. kind of had broken English, but but dec- okay. This one he's speaking almost fully, like so. You're seeing his progression, mm-hmm. and you're also seeing, you know, it's we've talked about this before. The prequel thing is a hard thing to pull off, right? Because we know what we, we know, know where the, we're headed. We know the Charlton Heston one, like we know right. where we're going. So. Um, so you could really like paint yourself into a corner, but these movies don't. And I liked it, and it really shows how humans are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> the virus. The, the virus. Yeah. They are the virus. How and did Woody Harrelson do? I loved him as, as as crazy. You know, Colonel Kurtz, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, right. I going up he, the river. Yeah, he went up the river. So good. He went up the river as a yeah. wingnut, and and his. You know, we'll do a spoiler up on this, so we'll get into more more specific details. But just in the broad strokes of it, there's there's a scene, a couple scenes between Caesar and Woody Harrelson's character that are really amazing, um, and so I really liked it. So, Jason, what did you think of this film? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. See, I, I feel uh, un, like. Uh 
like you, these these two here are both like film <laughs> aficionados, and they've trained and background. They've done movies. <laughs> I'm just a hand-to-hand film combat. <laughs> We've. I'm just a guy who watches movies, and I loved it. I'm an easy mark, but I, I think I, I also would have chosen the second one, like between the three. Uh-huh. But this one wrap buttons everything up. In a really satisfying way, mm-hmm. <clears throat> to me. Did it feel like the end of a trilogy? Like these three movies were all connected, and this was like the, the third final one. Oh, oh, for sure, they absolutely mm-hmm. did a great job of of. It's a three act play. I mean, yeah. like mm-hmm. in in terms of of these three films and the progression of these films, the progression of the characters, the. Um, regression of humans mm-hmm. and the uh, evolution and the evolution of the, of the apes, mm-hmm. and so it's you know Steve Zahn plays this basically zoo um, a chimpanzee that they come in contact with who has figured out how to speak a little bit, and you're seeing how the apes are evolving. Mm-hmm. There's some great Easter eggs in there that I won't spoil for you if you're a fan of the original mm-hmm. that are that are just like oh, and we could. I think we'll get into it in the spoiler in terms of... You're going to see Taylor's loincloth. Well, there's some <laughs> stuff in there, and, and we, we tend to, to nitpick more in the... There's some timeline issues I just <laughs> I want to bring up in the, in the spoiler app. But that's just me being a, a Planet of the Apes nerd that's, that's nitpicking it. So right. overall, though, I think they did a great job. Have you seen all three of these films? Yeah. 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 And what did you and think? And I love them. And I'm not into all of this stuff. Like, I know you guys are... You, you review all of the superhero movies and all of this, and... As a guy watching a movie, I just wish the two superheroes would just kill all each other off and be done with it. Like, <laughs> it just goes on and on and on and on. So that's, I'm coming from that kind of simpleton, you know, place. And I haven't even seen the Charlton Heston movie. Oh, wow. So I, don't, I didn't know where it was going. Well, that's a great perspective, though. Mm-hmm. So, so someone who knows very little about the Charlton Heston yeah, Planet nothing. of the Apes. Nothing. Nothing. How did this? How did these? Three I loved movies? it. Right. And, and I I really loved the first one, and then committed in advance to see the second. And when this one started, and it went right into the war, I thought it was like when the Matrix Two came out, and it was like a f- three-hour chase scene. I'm like, oh, there's no more pixie ducks, pixie dust left for you, left for you guys. Right. Uh, but this one started in that way, and then it got real slow and tender, and it was almost like Saving Private Ryan, where they're showing the, the stupidity of war in slow mo mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it wasn't. Violent Violence porn, which is so many movies, uh, like the Leonardo DiCaprio one where he's in Alaska with the bear, mm-hmm. where it's like if that were sex, it would be banned. But because it's just juices flowing and like Tarantino kind of like, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't go there. So I was deliverance. Really, is that the movie you're talking deliverance. About? Yeah. <laughs> well, no wait. What the was revenant. the one? The revenant. The revenant. The revenant. The revenant. The revenant. Yeah. The reverence. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't The Revenant just a remake of yes. Deliverance? Isn't yes. that what it was? Yes. Just, with a bear. Yeah, with, with a, bear. a bear. That bear's got a pretty mouth. <laughs> and then they start fighting. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great point, too. And I, 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 the, it wasn't just violence and big budget action just to, for the sake of it. It was really, these movies... There's some commentary. Man, there's some huge... As there was commentary in the Charlton Well, that's the thing that's so great about them is they haven't... It's like the complaint we have with the Star Trek films is they've abandoned the social commentary of the original Star Trek. Well, they've abandoned Star Trek. Yeah, they've completely abandoned Star Trek, and they're just sort of making... You know, like you said, pretty just, people fight in space. Exactly, yeah. sci-fi. Is, porn. That what, is that what Star Wars is, or is, is that still on track? With Star Wars, I think, is still on track. I think so too. Star Trek yeah. is 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 
off the rails. It's off the rails. We always say it's a fun. It, they're fine action movies, but they're not good Star Trek movies. Yeah, they don't yeah. have this sort of ethical dilemma. And man, these films, in some ways, have mm-hmm. taken the ethical dilemmas and the social commentary of the original films and done them even. Yeah. Better, in my opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a. This isn't a spoiler alert, but there is one moment where it slows it down, and that guy. What's the one who played Caesar? That named? Andy Circus. Oh my mm-hmm. god, he's so good. That's he's, crazy good. But there was a moment where he's talking to the the ape that had gone to the human side and was helping him. You know, I'm, he said, "I'm going to help myself, or I'm going to save myself." And the line back was, uh, "Is there anything left of you to save?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, just right in the middle, pow." It's such that's such powerful stuff because there are and you see it in the trailer there's like a big uh, gorilla that's loading the machine gun for the human army and mm. and you when I saw that in the trailer I was like whoa yeah. god that's, yeah. who are these guys they start the movie out and I and I won't spoil it but but the but they go into why some apes defected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and joined the human army and what they're dealing with and and you see why Caesar is the leader now, mm-hmm. do you get into, uh, like, as far as, like, the mythology, like, this is one of the things that I always kind of wondered about. Like, in the original uh, movie, the first one, Dawn, Dawn's the first one, right? Rise. Uh, Rise. Rise. Yeah. Rise. Rise is the first yeah. one. And uh, basically, it's an experimental serum that creates these super intelligent um, apes. And AZ-113. AZ-113. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> I should be sitting over here, man. <laughs> Which and, you uh, will send you a vial of at the $10 level of the Patreon. <laughs> and, and like, but then every every movie progressively, even because I haven't seen this one yet, uh, as far as like the trailer goes, more and more and more and more and more apes are becoming hyper-intelligent. Like, is it explained like, are they all getting the drug or is this a natural evolution? Like, what is that? Does that ever get explained in this one? It's, I feel like they don't go into – there just sort of is this assumption made that we created this – this what is it, AZ-131? Right. <laughs> 113. 113, sorry. 131's a different one. 131's yeah, yeah. the other one makes your hair grow yeah. back. Right. Um, <laughs> it's like a Propecia. Yeah. Um, but, but they just sort of that, – that sort of assumption is just made – from the basis of the first trilogy and just seeing the apes evolve, you're just realizing, oh, yeah, that that they're just evolving. Yeah, right. it may have spread it with the virus as right. well. You know, as, as it's killing off humans, it's also making apes stronger, oh, okay. stronger, and stronger. more. Because okay. in the orangutan talks too, I'm like, wait a minute. It's like, yeah. <laughs> why aren't the horses talking? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, there's something in that I maybe want to save for the spoiler up. Okay, uh, when, the, when the orangutan talks. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's there's some there's some interesting stuff in there, and, and they some just mice that talk. The, the, well, well, no, the, that's Cinderella. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the horses like now yeah. the monkeys are riding us. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, where does it oh, end? Yeah. <laughs> How can we have evolved? We just <laughs> yeah. There's a it's like 400 pound gorilla on the horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's a, buckling. <laughs> well, the thing, and they call it. I mean, this has been referred to in the other ones. Is is that they call it the, the humans call it the simian flu, mm-hmm. and this is the this is the flu that that is wiping out humans. And there's an interesting aspect of this in this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like if you liked these first two films, you, if you, you got to see this one. Yeah, right. Like you're, and it's, you're it's, already in. You're already board, in. Yeah. It's well worth it. I, mm-hmm. I think it. And it's interesting because there's an interview. Um, 
in uh, that Matt, uh, Andy Serkis was in MTV. It's it's at the top here, um, where he was asked about the setting for the upcoming third film and revealed that the third film may not be the conclusion to the franchise. Hmm. He stated, it's very, very early and where we choose to drop anchor in the next film. It could be five years after the event. It could be the night after the events of where we left Dawn. So it's very difficult to know where the story is going right at this moment because it's being written as we speak. Now, that was obviously a while ago. But they, yeah, we'll get into it in the spoiler, but I wouldn't be surprised if they figured out a way to do more of these because right. mm-hmm. they're uh, so good they're, they're so good. good and they're successful <laughs> they're too. successful they're doing well there's they're they're um we're not on the fifth or sixth one like pirates or transformers yeah. and like, where they're just trying to imitate their first one like the right, first right. one is like that's a great example the first mm-hmm. pirates inspired mm-hmm. i loved it i thought it was mm-hmm. like a masterpiece and every other one for me has just been totally unwatchable like yeah. they just run out of you're, pixie you're dust. absolutely right where yeah they just a, carbon copied everything the, the first one was kind of like a fun interesting uh, popcorn movie yeah. based on a ride and had Johnny Depp doing something weird that we had never seen before yeah. and then everything else after that I'm like oh well this is unwatchable mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. it's like an SNL character or sketch that the first sketch was yeah. awesome Great and then they just keep churning it out Great over and over like no we're gonna keep doing it but, yeah. but we don't like it no I don't care, I don't care. we're gonna keep doing until it until it stops making money put yes. that catchphrase <laughs> on a t-shirt I don't <laughs> give a shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, all right. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend seeing this movie. And as I said, we'll probably do uh, next week. We'll do a War of the Planet of the Apes spoiler app. Yes, so. with uh, Matt Weinhold, oh. an, uh, a Planet of the Apes expert. He's going to have an opinion or two. <laughs> he will indeed. <laughs> so, all right. Next movie I want to talk about is Cars Three. Now I saw this with my kids. Uh, they enjoyed it. Um, I've never been a fan of this franchise, and I'm a huge Pixar fan. Uh, the thing about the Cars universe, it, it's it's always was that one step further suspending disbelief that I couldn't do. Like, you know, I've said it before. It's like, well, all this backstory that I need to explain, like when did the cars become sentient and kill all the people? <laughs> you know, what what's going on? If there are no people, why do they have doors? There's a car no. virus. <laughs> and then... That's a Mitch Hedberg, man. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then, that's the car flu. It's, that is AZ-131. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> the car flu. So, uh, but, and then they... Th- this is the kind of movie, too, that I was a little bit excited about because the trailer made it look a little bit darker and a little bit more like I thought it was going more into Toy Story 3 territory where it was going to be melancholy and nostalgic and really had those beats uh, because you know you see basically uh, Lightning McQueen crash in the trailer and it goes through the fact that look you're never going to be as good as you were before there's rookies coming up behind you and now you're, you're yesterday's model how do you deal and cope with that? Yeah because the thing I, in reference to the Toy Story movies I think Toy Story took into account that these kids that watch this at age, they're, they're now... They're older. They're older. They're yeah. 14 or 15, or they're not little kids or whatever. Right. So you were thinking they were going to do that with Cars 3? Yes. And this movie never got to any of those places. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. it was a, a great trailer. And even with the other trailers that I've seen in this movie, I was always more hopeful for this film. I thought maybe it would kind of pull everything together. Uh, in fact, the teaser trailer suggested a darker tone, and a controversy began whether or not to allow younger McQueen fans to watch the film. Uh, but it is rated G, and uh, I wasn't the only critic, apparently, unexpectedly anticipating the movie, thinking it would be a lot better than it was. It was not. Uh, so, But it wasn't a bad movie, really. Even when Pixar makes a mediocre movie, there's still interesting things about it. 
technologically it's amazing like it's a lot of photorealistic backgrounds there's the race scenes look like you're watching an actual race even though the cars have eyes but you know the way it's shot like you can't even really say shot but the way it's animated and the way the camera moves and the way the the uh, the detail on the cars and the other uh, and the other vehicles is really spectacular i mean it, it is technologically it's it, it's pretty amazing it just never gets there from a story perspective or story wise like like and, and i just couldn't get away from uh, every time i was like trying to think well maybe i can all right i can accept this world then there's a school bus why would there be a school bus if there's no people? So, again, stop. Just stop. You're just making it hard. Uh, so it was, uh, it was one of those movies that it wasn't horrible, but it was kind of empty. Yeah. But was, your kids liked it. The, the kids liked it, and they thought it was fun, but, you did know. The, did your boy, son like it more than your daughter? Or? No, they actually both really, they, they both liked it. But, you know, if I asked them again about it, like, in a week or two, like, what was it about? I doubt they could. How old are they? They are uh, 12 and 9. 12 and 9. So, but they both, uh, they both liked it. I think they both liked it a little more than they thought they would. <laughs> uh, so it, for that reason, it was, it was, it, it's one of those Pixar movies that it's a good kids movie. It's not a good family movie. Yeah. Like adults, you're, you're going to be bored on this. Well, it's such an interesting thing because the first Cars movie came out 11 years ago. Right. There's such a big gap. The first one was 2006. The second one was 2011. And then this yes. one comes out in 17. Yeah. There's, and the second one was terrible. This was definitely a little better than the second one. But Paul Newman is in it again, even though he passed away a few years ago. Yeah. But what they did is they actually, whenever Paul Newman came into the uh, studio to record audio, they kept all of this outtakes, outtracks. Mm. They literally kept everything. So they have these new dialogue bits that they pepper in through the movie as he remembers. Uh, uh, I think it's Doc Hudson is, is the character. But it feels kind of forced and shoved in. Right. It's like, like a speak and spell. They're just chopping yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It really, it really <laughs> felt that way. I'm like, well, I think... Does the Carsays talk about salad yeah. dressing at one yeah, point? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, the, you know, the, uh, the, the flashback that doesn't really fit or is necessary. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't think... I know it was supposed to be like, kind of like a, a tribute and a homage to him. It just... It, it don't, didn't come across that way. It the guys at Pixar are like, Chris, it's for 12-year-olds, yes, okay? Exactly. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> just buy your kids some so, popcorn and be yeah, quiet. Yeah, they'll like it. Come on, just buy tickets for your kids. That's all that we care about. Well, these movies um, make money. It had a $175 million budget. It cleared yeah. $140 million over its first weekend. So it'll, it'll make its budget back for sure. It's still a franchise that... Uh, um, is, is still keeping going. But um, as far as when you compare it to the other Pixar movies, it's really not in the same class. Toy Story. And Toy right, Story, yeah. um, Inside Out, yeah. Up, Up, any of those, yeah. which are just classics, yeah. where you p- put grown men and women in tears. Right. You know, mm-hmm. where, I, I mean, gosh, who didn't tear up at the end of Toy Story 3? I mean, that was, it was just, it just, it, they know how to get you. For the first three minutes of Up. Right? Oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah, like a too. breakdown. Oh, yeah. Hard <laughs> I know, I know. Whereas this one just never kind of got there. But uh, but it's it's a fun kids movie. If you have kids around that age, they'll like it. As an adult, you're going to be wanting more. All right. Let's get to um, now, Jason. You saw the Big Sick. I haven't had a chance to see this yet, but you didn't see it. No, I haven't had a chance to see oh, it. I really wanted. Did but... you see it, Chris? I haven't seen it yet either. Oh, you guys are killing me. I know <laughs> it's, it's killing me. Uh, it's we, we split up the movies so we can cover as many as we oh, can yeah. in a week. <laughs> no, it's great. You guys have to see... as a dude just yeah. watching a movie with no expectations. It's a great movie. It's it's uh, one well, it's of the best movies story. I've seen in a while. 
Hmm? It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story, mm-hmm. and they just did it in a, in a real honest way. It actually, re- I know Judd Apatow <laughs> was one of the producers, uh-huh. and it just kind of reminded me of a movie of his where there's the pathos along with the humor. Trainwreck did that too, where you had the story, and you had laugh out loud, and right. then you also had the real human. And I felt like it had all of those things. And it wasn't trying too hard. It was all kind of effortless. It looks like Ray Romano looks great. Oh, in he it. was so good. Yeah, Ray Romano just played it. He, we, there was no shtick to it. Uh, it was just real, like the the Ray, like essence of Ray Romano playing. Oh, it was so good, man. Well, it was. Uh, I mean, just the story around the film was amazing. It was uh, bought for about twelve million dollars by Amazon. Amazon. Wow! Uh, there was a bidding war. It was. Uh, I That's because they were up at Sundance. Sundance yeah, they were yeah. up at Sundance. It was Netflix, Sony, Focus Features. Uh, but then it's interesting. Kumail wanted to make sure it got a uh, theatrical release, so that knocked out Netflix out of the running. Ah. So that was one of the reasons we, they went to Amazon because Amazon does qualifying runs oh. and limited theatrical releases for their films. And, and for me, it wasn't like a masterpiece. I'm still waiting for the next... I don't even know when the last real masterpiece came out where it was inspired and everything... Like I'm thinking like Avatar and Forrest Gump and Titanic. Like When was the last time that happened for well, you guys? Uh, well, I mean, it's... This is what makes great stories is they tapped into their real life and their real relationship, right. you know, because Kumail and Johnny and Emily Gordon, this is based, based on their yeah. life and when they met. And so that to me is always where the greatest stories come from. Right. They weren't just like a, a comedy team and mm-hmm. just went, hey, why don't we make a, you know, yeah. he's, he's are... Pakistani, she's white, <laughs> yeah. warp, warp, you know, yeah. like they were like, let's write oh, it in a weekend. Yeah. This, yeah. this is our life. And yeah. these are some of the things that actually happen. And I'm sure they, they, you know, um, expanded on them and added stuff or whatever. But, you know, that's... And they have been working together for a long time. They have their podcast, The Indoor Kids, which has been in the L.A. Podfest. Emily's been on this show. And she's a writer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're both writers, and so why not... Why not go into this? And there's something. It felt really authentic to you. It felt authentic, and there's something irresistible about Kumail. Just, just who he is. There's just, I don't. It's hard to explain, but his magnetism it it really came out too. So, so it was a. uh, You enjoyed it. I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. But again, it wasn't. You know. It wasn't one of those things that's going to go down in history type movies, but right. And I didn't, I didn't see it coming. I think that has a lot to do with it. I went in mm-hmm. with really little expectation one way or the other, mm-hmm. but left really satisfied. And the person I was with wasn't hit by it so much. Really? Yeah. They applauded in the theater, so maybe it was just that dude. <laughs> maybe he didn't have a heart. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. Stop going to the movies with dead people that are dead inside. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Big Sounds sick. Good. Now we have a couple Patreon oh, ads. Snap. This we have Mike Valdez at whoismikevaldez.com. Check out his comedy and his uh, music there. And also we have a new uh, a new Patreon ad tier sponsor, uh, Frightfully Uninformed. It is a podcast that watches uh, mostly classic horror movies to figure out horror movie fandom. Frightfullyuninformed.com. All right, check All right. it out, guys. Support these. Support Mike Valdez. Whoismikevaldez.com and frightfullyuninformed.com. Now, let's talk about trailers. The oh. first one is A Wrinkle in Time. Now, I, I have to say, um, I'm really excited about this movie. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, I remember as a kid reading the book and also in grade school, uh, or maybe it was middle school, I, I remember after reading the book, like it was one of those required readings you had to do in right. school. But then 
it was back in a time where there were film strips. Mm. Do you remember film yes. strips in school? And they had a uh, wrinkle in time film strip. You know, it would beep and then you would go to the next strip. Oh. And I remember that one specific scene of all the houses and all the kids and all had the ball and were all bouncing at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And I remember it just being creeped out as a kid. And there's so many um, themes of conformity and all really cool things in this book. And it looks like... Uh, Ava DuVernay, DuVernay, DuVernay yeah. is um, putting all those things and making sure they're in the film, oh, which is really cool. What's cool to see also too is like her as a filmmaker. She, you know, she did Selma and then she did Thirteenth, mm-hmm. two very different projects, and now mm-hmm. this is a yeah. completely different genre. Mm-hmm. This is a big science fiction <laughs> mystery, yes. whatever, it, yeah. and it's big budget. It's a hundred million dollars, right. and it's also one of the few women directors who get to actually do large, huge budget mm-hmm. genre movies. So it's it's a step in the right direction there too. Yeah, it looks it looks it and I love seeing Chris Pine this yeah. way. Yeah, yeah right. Chris I Pine Chris looks Pine. great. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He look he looks good. And Wonder Woman, he was so good. That was yes. yeah. <laughs> that was that thing I was mm-hmm. telling you, that irresistible whatever that mm-hmm. the it factor. Yeah. Because uh-huh. the uh what what I love about the story is it's really because the father disappears, Chris Pine, and, and and it's you know, the daughter's search, we have to find him and he's well he's not on this planet anymore. Yeah. So and who, who wrote The Wrinkle in Time? I didn't read uh, that. Madeline oh gosh. I have it right here. Uh Madeline La Engel. Okay. Thank you. Um, no, I've heard sh- it my whole life, and I just never, no one ever forced me to read it. And so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's always better when you're not forced to read it, and you you discover it later and read it. You'll yeah. enjoy it a lot more. Of your own volition. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I remember, you know, half the time the books that I was forced to read in uh, in school, then I discovered them later. I'm like, oh, you know what? Yeah, this is a pretty good book. Yeah. Because now I don't have a teacher yelling at me to read it and analyze everything yes. you're reading the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. I can actually read it and enjoy it. Yeah. And it's a series of books too, so oh. it's this is the first. That's right. That's where I know mm-hmm. the lingo from. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Zach Galifianakis is in it. Oprah Winfrey's in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Zach didn't make the trailer though. I have to point. Yeah, out. I thought he wasn't. Yeah, there's a like real one, quick, one shot. Quick yeah. one shot. I must have hair. blinked. Well, he's yes. not all um, <laughs> hungovery looking. His <laughs> yes. hair is slicked back. He still has the beard, but he's not all wolfpacky. Okay, right. So he's mm-hmm. he's this is his thing. Yep. Crazy yeah. hair. That's it. <laughs> slick, slick back, they slick back his hair. He's unrecognizable. It's just like someone just wearing a hat. I can't. Oh, I know. It takes off the glasses. Who knew? Um, and the uh, next trailer we saw was Birth of the Dragon. And I, I have to say, when I started watching this trailer, I'm like, wait, wh- what is this, this about? This is... And then it looks like it is uh, based on uh, the early days of Bruce Lee in San Francisco when he's starting his uh, Kung Fu school and uh, before he becomes a, a big movie star. But it also, I'm always skeptical of like the quote based on a true story mm. because it looks like, um, I, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but it looks like a lot of liberties were taken and it was Hollywooded up for the, uh, for the story. That's my concern mm-hmm. with this. Uh, I'm going to, I will see this obviously. Yes. Um, but it, there's no doubt you'll but, be there. Uh, there's no doubt I'm going <laughs> to see this. It, Kind we'll of, ask Rick Myers about it this week. I can't wait to see what Rick Myers has to say about this mm-hmm. film and what he knows about it. Um, so, which part of it is true? That's exactly. No one knows. Curious. Well, there was. Oh, Rick will know. There, oh, okay. there's yeah. been documentaries about this. There was that movie that came out in the '90s, The Last Dragon, I believe. I think it was just called Dragon. Dragon, right? With Jason Scott Lee. Yes, with Jason Scott Lee. That one, Dragon, alluded to this thing that's been talked about a lot surrounding Bruce Lee, which is. 
when he came to San Francisco from Hong Kong, the Shaolin, this is not the, it's in, it's in this trailer and it's not the first time I've heard this, which is, uh, the Shaolin masters were like, you cannot teach Kung Fu to white people. You can't take it out of China. Mm, And when he, they found out he was opening a school in San Francisco, there was, um, an uproar, an uproar. So in, in the movie dragon, there is this like big fight, and that's kind of what this movie is sounding like. It's focusing all on that big fight, and that happened in real life. That's the thing that's very sort of did it happen? I've never did seen it, a did real kung fu fight like a because it really looked like even in the movie, like there wasn't really an audience. It just kind of happened in a warehouse. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if, if these like two, Zoolander. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> dance-off. So, yeah, so if they did have some sort of kung fu dance-off, right. and it was behind closed doors, it's like the, the there's a rumor that floats around that, that Mike Tyson fought a guy while he was in prison, and the guy beat him. Hmm. Right? Like, is it, is it just a legend, legend yeah. ghost story type of thing? And, and is this that? So I don't know. But... I can't decide if it's going to be hokey or not, but I'm going to see it. I will make the decision in the theater. Yes. (laughs) One way or the other, it will be watched. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Kareem Abdul-Jabbar knows. Oh, yes. He was there. Um, All right. Should we get to DVDs? Let's do it. Uh, Kong Skull Island is now on I DVD. still haven't seen this. this oh. I can't believe this. Graham, oh. you are killing me. You guys are the it's comedy film nerds, and you have not seen the sick movie, and you have not seen the, <laughs> and the Kong oh, movie. Oh, I saw Kong. You saw Kong. Yes, I saw Kong. All right, Chris, you tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so you liked it. I loved it. You it loved was it. fun. That was, was the last really good movie if I watched. It was this weird mix of like a King Kong monster movie and like Apocalypse Now. It was yeah. it was set in the 70s. Like it, had, I think it like was. It. Did not like it. Yeah, Aaron I know Aaron didn't like to. it either. Love an eight movie. I, I, it it was. It. You're a film guy, though. There yeah. were even shots from Apocalypse Now in this movie, but just with a giant ape. So it was. It was a fun movie. Part of my dilemma, and I've talked about this before, is this last year I have not been on the road nearly as much. So on the road, two things happen. You're losing I'm, movie time. I'm losing. Well, yeah. <laughs> Valuable I'm wa- movie time. I'm watching <laughs> movies on planes. And then I have a bunch of downtime during the day, and yeah. I'm in some city, and I'm like, so I'll see two, three movies in a week yeah. when I'm on the road. Now we're doing more work, and this and this other YouTube channel I'm working on, and stuff. So I'm only a lot of times I'm finding I only have time to see one movie a week. And Kong Skull Island fell through the cracks. Uh, well, now's your chance to I'm gonna catch go up. Grab it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grab it from the abyss. Um, yeah, and watch yeah. It. <laughs> and the next movie is a free fire now this one i really um i think we had a guest see it too this is the one that we that we yeah. missed uh this was the ben wheatley movie right aaron i don't recall yeah chateau copley brie larson is in it Who directed oh, it? ben wheatley yeah. did ben direct wheatley it directed, yeah. yeah yeah so it, it just it had no interest for me it just felt like a tarantino wannabe type movie um, yeah, it's like an hour-long gun battle or something like right, that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, and the next movie is Resident Evil Vendetta. This is a direct DVD movie. Um, these do okay because of the huge installed fan base of the Resident Evil franchise, because people were playing the games for years all oh, over right, the world. Right. But this is a uh, computer-generated animated movie, and... Basically, it's like watching a cutscene for an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you wonder too because video games have become so sophisticated and uh, so realistic. Would you rather just play it? Yeah. So it's, it's the a... but but this is the kind of movie where it's a fan film. If you're a fan of the franchise and you're a fan of playing the games, you're probably going to rent or watch this movie. So, but if you're not and and you don't play the games, there's no reason to check it out at all. 
But, you know, there are games like this. Final Fantasy did one of these. Mm -hmm. And ultimately what it does, too, is you could even put this down as like a marketing budget for like if you accidentally come across this, you might pick up a game after Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So so from a marketing perspective, it's smart. I don't know how good it's going to be as far as a, a, quote, movie. (laughs) But um, it's out there. And you'll be able to rent it (laughs) for better or worse. (laughs) For better or for worse, yeah. If you're a fan, yeah, you're. It's we say this a lot, but I feel like I always make the Saw comparisons. Right. There's a group of society that loves these Saw movies, no matter what. It doesn't Doesn't matter matter how many there are. Doesn't matter how many. Doesn't matter what any critic says or any film. Anybody. You're gonna go see it. You're gonna go see it. Mm -hmm. So, if you're a Resident Evil person, you're gonna see this movie. Right. Doesn't matter what we think. Right. It's like a Trump thing, just like that. No matter what he yeah. says, <laughs> I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I saw it, and, I, and I'm a fan of the uh, Resident Evil franchise. But even like when I saw this trailer, I'm like, gosh, I, I think the game actually looks a little bit better. Like, when <laughs> I feel like you know the art assets. Yeah. That it's a game you can't control. Yeah, yeah, the game like you didn't give them to the people making the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you outsourced it. So, so uh, all right, now we're at the site spotlight and the fan feedback. If you want to check out uh, Neil's. Um, Movie update. He's got a lot of stuff in there this week you want to check out for sure. Uh, some other fan feedback uh, from you guys had some responses to the Baby Driver spoiler. Mm-hmm. Which we expected, by the way. Wasn't ex- Yeah, of course we were expecting it. And some people were like, you guys are old and jaded and mean and mad. <laughs> um, and? And I responded on one of them. I said, well, maybe, we sh- maybe it is time for us to wrap it up. And the other one I said, yeah, maybe we should quit. Um, <laughs> so you said the same thing twice. <laughs> Fuck them, yeah. What do you think? So... The, and then there was somebody on Twitter got all mad. My question to you, um, the the angry fans, the angry fans. Why do you need us to agree with you? Isn't it more fun if sometimes we disagree? Like, why do you need? Like, it's almost you. You had to go on the social media to plead your case. Great, you liked it. We didn't. Yeah, it's 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 an opinion based. Uh, uh, medium. Yeah. <laughs> Movie reviews. Sub- everything. Well, everything. Every every form of entertainment yes. is subjective. I yeah. don't know if you yeah. get that, but some people are going to like some things. Some people um, aren't. Now, there was one uh, very polite uh, comment. We got an email. It said, it said, point of order. I was just wondering why. You know, if you didn't like a movie like this, how can you like the Fast and the Furious movies? And that is a great question, and I'm going to answer it. The reason is the Fast and the Furious movies make no bones about how ridiculous they are. They are they make sure the filmmakers make sure you are in on the joke, that you know that they're in on the joke. They disregard physics and any any type of laws of gravity, and they make compelling, ridiculous movies that you can enjoy in a ridiculous manner. However, Baby Driver demanded that you take it seriously, and that was one of the issues with it. If I could not take the movie seriously, and that was one of the problems I had with it. I will also say this, um, and I've had this happen. People go, Graham, those Fast and Furious movies are fucking awful. How do you like them? I don't go, oh, how dare you say that? And write a fucking 500-word thesis. I go, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should, they, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have shit to do. Um, I go, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see why you. I totally could see why you say that. I right, like right. it. 
I don't need I don't need anybody to agree with me on anything I eat, and I understand. wear, like, yeah. listen to, yeah. watch, do. I don't need it. People people all the time want like, Graham, there's there's shark attacks. Aren't you worried when you surf? No, I'm not a pussy. So <laughs> the other thing I would say, if you're gonna get this mad about a fucking baby driver review. But now to to be fair, you do surf in Shark Bay. I do surf in Shark Bay and I always wear a suit made of meat. Yeah, so you out you're asking for I know, it. I, my surfboard is literally called the chum wagon. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, if you're going to get this mad, let me just, just let me, cause it's usually like some dude in his twenties who gets all mad. Uh, why don't at you everything? Re- at everything. Why don't you refocus your anger, figure out where that's coming from. You want to get mad at something? I don't know. Get mad at the fact 20 million people are about to lose their health care. Maybe get mad at that. Maybe get mad at there's people suffering from um, nervous disorders from contaminated water in Flint, Michigan. Simian Maybe flu. Or, you know, yeah, simian flu. They're getting simian flu from the Dakota Access Pipeline. Get really mad that you're not a Patreon subscriber yet. Yeah, shame yourself uh, into nice joining. Nice twist, Chris. Yes. Nice Chris twist. is always promoting. <laughs> yeah. You know, Put the coffee like... pot down. Yes, I'm so <laughs> I am so mad at you guys. I just need to support you in a financial manner. <laughs> yeah, what it, yeah, let me let me explain something to you. If you look at what's going on in the world right now, baby driver is if and our opinions of it mean fucking nothing. Unless you uh, you do the fifty dollar tier, in which case Graham will change his opinion. Yes, I'll yes. love it. I'll love whatever fucking dumb movie you want me to love for fifty dollars a month. This show is a distraction for. If you want this to be a distraction from the stresses of your life, great. Don't get all worked up about this shit. Got it? Guy that I blocked on Twitter? <laughs> well, now that could be anybody. <laughs> now this asshole knows who he no, is. Yeah. <laughs> What's it cost to register a website? 15 bucks? Okay, so you get Baby Driver is Great. Take suck at Graham.com. Yeah, go do that. Baby Driver is Great. Suck at Graham.com. Yeah, you, yeah. you subscribe to Patreon. For $50, and I'll read that every episode. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this guy is so funny and lovable on stage, That'd and you be... get him in the garage, and this anger yeah. comes out. That'd be hilarious if somebody made that website and then made us say it every every uh, episode. <laughs> I'll say for it. For $50. Oh, well, we did, you know, we, we got to live up to our commitment. I'll All say, right. Baby Driver is excellent. Suck at Graham.com. I'll yeah. say it every, every week yeah, if right. you want $50 me to. $50 tier on so Patreon. Funny. Yeah. We'll do it. Yeah, and no, and realize that you stop needing people to agree with you, because a lot of people don't agree with me yeah. <laughs> on a lot of things, and I don't give a shit. So um, okay, so that is the site spotlight fan feedback, and uh, <laughs> that, that, you know, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, we appreciate and, uh, you joining. That was the our show. fan we, bashing we pre- section. <laughs> we appreciate the feedback. Is what is, is the takeaway from here? We appreciate the, the, the feedback. point of order, Fast and Furious one. That is a great yes, question. That was that's that a was fantastic a question. question to ask, and I disagree with you on that one, by the way. So. Well, well, you can disagree See, agreeably. Now, but I'm is Graham going to get angry? You hate them? Yeah. I just, yeah, I find those unwatchable, yeah. even though they know what they're doing. Just like those campy horror movies. Get the mm. fuck out of here. You're a campy <laughs> horror guy. your fucking you're, shit. You're, no, just, <laughs> are you a campy horror guy? You, you sit down and you watch a movie ironically, you do that? Sometimes. I, okay. Yeah. That's, you, Chris? Yes. Okay. Well, see, yeah. I totally get that. I totally, I, I get, I, I understand never... it when you're stoned, but not when you're sober. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like it. I don't already, like, I, I totally get somebody right. going, how can you watch? Like, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. And I we would... all have guilty pleasures, was... too. We're, we have, we have those movies that we like, um, logically where there's no reason why we should like them. And, uh, those are the, yeah, everyone has those guilty pleasures. So they come into play sometimes as well. <laughs> so. Go to the Patreon and uh, <laughs> make sure <laughs> and hit a tier that uh, you're comfortable with and that you're angry about. So, 
Just now, don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> so premiering this week, uh, this is a movie we're both very excited oh, to yeah, see Dunkirk. that we won't have time to watch until the weekend because it will be at Comic-Con. Uh, Dunkirk. And uh, the initial buzz coming out is that this movie is fantastic. I, I can't wait I to mean, see it. The trailer that came out, the, mm-hmm. the, the teaser trailer that came out last fall was... On that alone was it like... It looks like, you know, uh, Christopher Nolan is just making it like hyper real, like taking like Saving Private Ryan, but bringing it to like this kind of weird, almost ethereal feel to it, like almost like uh, like he's making like a symphony out of like the battle, like, mm-hmm. like where, you know, he's using the effects in a way that make it like, well, clearly it didn't look like this, but I'm going to use all these effects to give you the feel of what it may have been like to be in yeah, this. Yeah, I... I, I... I, I'm wondering if it's going to be that sort of, you know, how Saving Private Ryan, the opening battle scene, mm-hmm. was sort of mm-hmm. groundbreaking in terms of how you shoot, how realistic, how realistic, yeah. and and how to shoot that and direct it and choreograph that realism that we had never seen before, like right. we had never seen um, war fight like that realistic. And I'm wondering, uh, this feels like maybe uh, that Nolan is going to do something like that that we're going to just go, wow. Just blow us away. We've, yeah. we've, I mean, he's in it. Tom Hardy's in it. Like, I'm, I'm so impressed by the, the several trailers that I've seen. And yeah. I, knew, I normally don't like watching multiple trailers on something that I know mm-hmm. I'm going to see, but it just looks... Looks great. Mark yeah. Rylance, there's no getting out of this, son. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you uh, think he's hurt at all by the fact that his movies, like, in terms of Oscar contention, his movies always come out this time of year? Versus drop it right in December. Mm. That's a great point. I think, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, did that hurt any of the other ones? Because Inception was such a thing that mm-hmm. summer. Like, everyone was talking about it. And come Oscar time, it's like, oh, yeah, that movie. Yeah, Interstellar. Um, I mean, obviously, the Batman movies all got snubbed. I mean, like, he, it's, that's a great question. Yeah, we'll see. But it is a war movie, though. Yeah. I mean, those movies are all science fiction, genre. You know, they're different types of movies. This is a war movie. And war movies tend to get Oscar Yeah, yeah. Attention this for could sure. be it for, uh, for uh, Mr. Nolan. You know, Aaron, you bring up a great point. And maybe to um, deal with that, I, I wonder if we're going to see a heavy re-release of this in late November, early December. Could be. Could be. Because if this is the one, as Chris just said, as being with the war theme that the Oscar, the Academy tends to like, that he might go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make a push on this Mm -hmm. because it looks like the strongest movie of the year thus far. Right. I don't know. It could be. Could be. But, I'm excited uh, to see it. Uh, speaking of strong movies, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets is also releasing this week. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I swear to God, it looks like uh, the director, was it Luke, how do you pronounce Luke his last name? Bassan or yeah, Besson? Bassan. Uh, he, he just went, you know what? I really need to make Fifth Element again. You know, yeah. I, I just feel, because it looks and feels exactly the same. However, I will see this. I saw the trailer in the movie theater in 3D, and the 3D trailer was amazing. The depth and the way it was shot, it looked really, really uh, uh, cool it's, from a technological perspective. Now, story-wise and movie-wise, who knows? Uh, yeah. So people that have, some people that have read it are really fired up to see mm-hmm. this. So, and I think you might be right in the sense that it is based on a comic book that the 3D viewing might be the best way to take it. I think this is the kind of movie where it, it kind of 
begs to be seen in 3D. Uh, And the next movie is Girls Trip. Now, this is our friend Tiffany Haddish is in in this film. Uh, And it looks like, again, everyone's trying to still recapture bridesmaids in one form or another. Uh, but uh, this, I saw the trailer and it made me laugh. It looks funny. It looks funny. I, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know that it's necessarily just trying to capture bridesmaids so much as they're just going, well, let's take, I mean, bridesmaids, I don't know that it's recapturing bridesmaids. The bridesmaids was just, all right, we're taking a male. And hangover. A, yeah. a male version, <laughs> a male version and putting it with all women. Like right. this male comedy theme and the and this so we've had we've had literally there was bachelor party there was all those movies right. and so now it's like we've had the the guys going on the road trip and there's the one nerdy dude that's married and then then there's the party guy that wants to get laid and the mm-hmm. other you know so like let's just do the female version of that like right. they they just could be for sure. And as I said that last um rough night that I saw mm-hmm. um you know I, I, that movie. I, it was okay. It wasn't great, but the 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 fifteen to twenty year old girls in the audience watching Rough Night loved it. Right. And I think about the movies I thought was funny when I was sixteen, mm-hmm. like Meatballs, por- Meatballs, Porkies. These and, movies are not funny. Yeah. They were hilarious <laughs> at the time. They were fucking. Oh my yeah. god! And the gross right. out and the sex stuff and the mm-hmm. boners and the. So if this is what the teenage girls they get this Rough Night or whatever, it's their movie. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Go get it. And good for Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. All um, right. Well, that is our show. That is our show. Woohoo. Jason Love, tell us again where people can find you on the World Wide Web, your shows and everything. I'm at jasonlove.com, and that's where all my shows are. And um, we'll be at one of our little movie theater shows this Wednesday in Camarillo. And then I'm going to be on a cruise ship for four weeks. Wow. wow. Four weeks, Have man. a great vacation. Oh, that's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just it's, it becomes the shining after a while, man. <laughs> It's like a five-star prison is what it really is. Yeah. So get on one of these cruise ships, guys, yeah. and watch yeah. Jason lose his shit. Yeah. All work and no play be, makes Jason a yeah. I'll be hanging off the back, to yeah. contemplating whether or not to let go. Book all four weeks and go to every show and sit in the front. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make I just say, friend. Fast and the Furious is great. Yeah. <laughs> Scream that out at him. Um, awesome. So jasonlove.com. Yeah. And I thank you guys for having me. I really enjoy your podcast. You guys are great. Oh, cool. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming, it, man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, uh, as we said, Earbuds, the podcasting documentary, is available at ComedyFilmers.com. Yes, for and, now. For now. And uh, please go to the YouTube channel and, and like and subscribe to the videos. You can see little yes. clips of this. And uh, we, we are, We're very excited to do our episode with Rick Myers, and hopefully it won't it will record this time. We're bringing a backup Zoom. We had a bit of an issue last year, uh, but this year we're, we're, we're set and ready. Yeah, so the Neil, um, the Neil weekly Patreon bonus episode will go up this week. Uh, we'll probably drop the Rick Myers one as a bonus a Patreon episode. Why not? Why not? And we want to make it more valuable for you guys. Yeah, we want to give you more stuff. And then the War for the Planet of the Apes spoiler mm-hmm. we'll do next week, and that'll be up for everybody on iTunes. Yes. As we said, because we hit the $1,000 level, we're doing two um, spoiler reps a month. So we did Spider-Man, and now yep. we're doing War for the Planet of the Apes. Done. Where are we on the Transformers? That we, never we, we never, we people, never got there. People, uh, people, people spoke. They're like, I don't think we want. People that. literally were like, we don't want to pay for Graham to see this. Yes, this is shit. So we didn't quite make. make Fair it enough, there. guys. <laughs> Missing out on those, those accents, though. They, yeah. So the people the spoke. Accents. They literally like so. took money out. Yeah, but that, yeah, <laughs> but that's not a reason not to do Patreon. We so, uh, so we won't do we, we won't, won't do, do Transformers. That. But we do we do uh, want you guys to <laughs> still be patrons. 
So uh, that is the show, ladies and gentlemen. That's um, our show. We're uh, we're getting ready to gonna go go to Comic Con three seventy eight. If you're in San Diego, come by, say hey, come to the Rick Myers um, panel, which is uh, Thursday night, I Thursday believe, night. at eight, eight o'clock. o'clock. Uh huh. Um, and even if you're an hour late, there's still two more hours of it. <laughs> you could oh, come. You could, go you could yeah. come ninety minutes late <laughs> yes. and have a fine evening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, come to that and uh, come say hi to us. We'll be running around the Comic Con floor uh, probably most of the day Thursday. Yep. And uh, come by the panel, and of course, uh, you know positive reviews on everything. Thank you so much to Aaron uh, on the ones and twos here at the beautiful ATC Studios in glorious Burbank, California. Uh, Brent and our social media, everybody at All Things Comedy. Thank you again, Jason Love. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. first. (laughs) I loved Baby Driver. (laughs) 